You're listening to Who I Met at the Market, a podcast where we hear inspirational stories from our market goers. Introducing Nina. How are you, Nina? Hi, girls. I'm so good, thank you. It's so exciting to be here. Yay! We're so grateful to have you on. How has your ISO been? You know, it actually hasn't been too bad. Um, I don't know, like I just try and work as much as possible and I think everyone loves to do some online shopping while in ISO so I've actually been really busy so you know I don't mind it that much. Yes um do you have another job or is this just uh, messy archive is your full-time gig? No it's my full-time job. Oh yes queen pop off. I'm also at uni full-time. Oh wow okay we didn't know that. Okay Nina the first question is something that we ask every single guest and it is what is your favorite quote? Um, you know, when I got the email from you guys asking, you know, what's your favorite quote and the questions you were going to ask me, I was thinking, oh my God, I actually don't really have a quote because I just, I don't know, I'm just not that kind of person, but. <laughs> Complete opposite to us. <laughs> I knew, I knew that because you guys have all the quotes on your Instagram. I'm thinking, oh my God, I have to like, try and find one. <laughs> but yeah, I probably say that, um, everything happens for a reason. And I truly do believe that. Yeah. That was like mine. Yeah. Yeah. Intro. Yes. I totally agree with that. hundred percent. Yes. So speaking of everything happening for a reason, I would love to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about your career journey from leaving year 12 to now. Um, well, I finished, I graduated Mentone Grammar at 2018. Okay. And, um, I just kind of went straight into uni. I was at Monash doing a double degree in commerce and global studies for about a month. And then I'm just like, you know what? I hate this. This just isn't for me at all. Aha! Uh-huh. This is a common reoccurring thing for our guests, yes. isn't it? Because it happened with Liam, the guy we got on the podcast just before you, Nina. Yeah. Okay, cool. Continue. Um, so I hated that. I really hated that. This is back when um, you were actually at uni, so it wasn't online learning. Yes, this was like at uni 2019 before COVID hit. There was no Rona then. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Good yeah. times. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. No, I haven't even told you the best part. After I stopped that uni course, I was stressed. So I enrolled into um, RMIT fashion design. I went for two hours and I thought, oh, shit, I hate this too. So I dropped out. Two hours? Oh, my God, that's too good. Yeah, dropped out. That's the second course I dropped out of. And then I thought, okay, I need to go to uni and start. So I thought I'd start at semester two, 2019. And I enrolled at Deakin doing health sciences. And then about a week before I was meant to start, I'm thinking, oh, shit, what am I doing this for? And I dropped out again. Oh, my God, Nina, that's crazy. This is like Kim Kardashian, 72-day marriage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that energy. I know. Same energy. <laughs> Honestly. Oh. At least, yeah, at least I wasn't getting married just, you know, doing uni courses. But, yeah, this was so bad. <laughs> Don't be, don't be afraid. That's good to hear though, because there'll be girls experiencing the exact same thing and being like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't try something else and drop out. But you can. Yes, exactly. You can, yeah. Oh no, you can. And I'm the living proof that you can drop out three times and then find something that you like. (laughs) And be thriving. Yes. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Love that. And, but I was thinking, well, I can't drop out because I have nothing else to do. And I, I had my, um training in lash extensions and lash lifts so I was doing that um 
for my own group of like clientele. And then I also worked as a admin and receptionist at a construction company in Richmond. And yeah, so I hated that admin job, but it was just something to do, I think. And it just gave me something that, okay, I dropped out of uni. At least there is something for me to do here. Yes. And then um, at the start of 2020, I went to start my next degree at RMIT and that's just for business and I'm majoring in marketing and I haven't dropped out so far. So that's always a positive. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and that's very relevant to what you're doing now, obviously. Exactly. Yes, that's what I thought. And, you know, it's pretty simple. The things I do for TMA on a daily basis is stuff that I do for uni anyway. So, you know, I can get away with not studying and actually doing okay and passing. Yeah, that's so good. That's epic. And then where did the the TMA was when was that born? Um that was born oh probably around October last year. Okay. So late in 220. And so it's coming up to our first birthday soon, so I'm kind of preparing for that and doing, you know, giveaways and new product launches, all that sort of stuff. Epic. Um, yeah. Epic. So I love that. It yeah. was kind of like like there is a lot of pressure like as soon as you leave year 12 like um what are you gonna do but there's no no one really talks about like finding your feet and like dabbling in lots of things to be like it's so it's so important to find something that you hate I feel it's just so much to find something that you love honestly that's so true and like that year 2019 it was like both like the best and worst years of my life because I didn't know what I was doing but then I also just thought I'm just going to do everything and anything I can so I went traveling I think collectively they helped me to you know help me reach to the place where I am today that's epic oh I love that love that it's crazy the messy archive isn't one yet like when if you look at it on Instagram I yeah. feel like it looks like it's years and years old like it looks so it looks well like, put together yeah like yeah it's, it's huge it's crazy you've come so far Thank you. I mean, it just, it's felt like I've been doing this for like 10 years and it's not even, you know, 11 months or so. So it's, it's hectic. It's getting really hectic at the moment, but yeah, I love it every day. It's so much fun. That's awesome. So good. Um, so where did you first see the, like the chunky style candy ring kind of jewelry trend pop up? Um, definitely on people like Dua Lipa and Bella Hadid love them so much I know you do and I mean if anyone follows my Instagram you guys know it's so obvious that I'm obsessed with them yes same I'm obsessed with them they just I don't know if it's their own style or their personal stylist but they fucking nail it every single time yeah no they honestly do and it's like I don't think they're like they like taking risks and everything is so colorful and it's nothing's bland nothing's boring and I just love that and so um, I definitely take a lot of my inspiration from those two queens yes. as well as obviously I go on Pinterest for like an hour a day. I'm addicted to Pinterest. Yes. And so I find a lot of like upcoming trends or I find little bits of um, certain jewellery that I like and then I kind of merge them together and create my own sort of thing. Yes, very clever. I feel like I saw it as well on Dua Lipa. Yeah. But I think I saw it on more bloggers in the States than what I did in Australia. Like I follow a girl, her name's Brittany Xavier, and she always has chunky, chunky style rings on. I feel like I first saw it on her, but I wasn't that much of a fan of it. Yeah, some of them are a bit of a hit and miss. And then I kind of, I don't know, saw it styled differently and was like, oh, my God, those are hot. I need a few. 
If anyone who follows Nina, they would know that she has like beautiful Pinterest-worthy nails. That's the best compliment I can get. And I fucking, <laughs> I don't. And I feel like I have like little sausage fingers. So like chunky yeah, rings are not like, and not like, but I still, <laughs> I still wear them because I want to be, I want to be Dua Lipa. So I still wear them, but I just like, um, yeah, I feel like I saw a lot of bloggers that are in the US. Yeah, I think it came up with the whole like coconut girl Yes, so true, so true. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yes. So what has been your biggest win starting a business? Um, You know, I think it's not one particular event. It's just, you know, every time I get a little notification on my Instagram saying someone tagged me in their post or, you know, someone sends me a message saying, thank you so much, I got all my products today and I'm obsessed with them. Um, Yes. You know, just little things like that. And even when I go out and I see someone wearing a necklace and thinking oh that's a really nice necklace and then I'm thinking oh wait I made that like that's from me and I'm like that is so cute I like it that's the best yeah that's 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 why that's why it looks so familiar but you know it's little things like that and like obviously doing um like the podcast with you guys and I've done a few like magazine interviews and I've got a few more coming up in the next few weeks obviously they're really cool as well but you know it's just people buying things from me like when I get that little notification saying someone ordered from my shop I'm thinking wow like yes as if like I can't believe that but people are still buying stuff from me and especially when like I sell out in like in a few minutes I'm thinking are people really sitting on their laptops and waiting for my products like I just it's still blows me away I just don't believe it oh that's so cute that's epic that's similar to us because I feel like my biggest win is not like oh like that time we got that huge influencer there or that time we were in yeah fashion journal it's more like oh my god like when I stood out the front of hunter markets and saw that the line was going around the corner I'm like holy shit how did people know about this and how did how that's like the biggest win or people tag us in photos yeah. of stuff they bought like yes. online. We're like, oh, that's yes, it's such a nice feeling. And oh my god, like when I did like the when I was selling my clothes at the Hunter Market for the first time with Tatum, um, there was all these girls hanging around, and I was talking to a few people, and Tatum was like, "Hey, girls, can I help you? Like, do you want to know the price of a jumper or something?" And they're like, oh, no, we just want to meet Nina. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Why do you want to meet me? That's so sweet. (laughs) I love that. I know. It was so cute. So, yeah, it's just those little things that make me think, what the hell? Are people actually like, are people liking what I'm making? It just, yeah, blows me away every time. So going back to what you were saying before about starting your own business, do you have any advice for someone who's wanting to start a business in their maybe their teens or their early 20s and they don't know exactly how to start? I mean, I didn't really have um, any advice given to me when I started. I didn't do any of the courses or anything like that. I kind of just went into it. Like I have no um, training in jewellery making or anything like that. I'm just sort of self-taught. I watched a few YouTube tutorials and off I went. Um, I mean, I did start in COVID and I mean, that was probably a good time to start because I didn't really have much to lose. You know, yeah. what, what could I really do? You know, what the worst could happen? Um, I mean, just don't put too much money and effort into it at the start, just in case it doesn't work out. But I mean, when I did have a few other jobs at the same time, it did make me think, well, you know, if I don't really have 
if I don't sell anything today, it doesn't really matter because I have those other jobs to fall back on. Yeah. But now because this is my only um, source of income, I'm like, well, every day I want to make sales. And so that sort of helped me want to work more and produce more items and really, you know, focus on marketing and things like that. Yeah. Um, it started as like a side hustle. Yeah, it started as a side hustle and yeah, here we are. But yeah, my advice is just go for it. And I also didn't tell anyone about it for the first few months. And then after I, I realized it was like, okay, it's slowly getting there and it could be something. Um, then I started telling like my friends and things like that. And they're like, whoa, holy shit. Like, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> like you have a secret business or the hell? <laughs> yeah. And like, to be honest, when people ask me what my job is, I'm still like, oh, you know, I just do like the social media and marketing for this jewelry brand. Like, I don't like saying I do this and this is my job because I don't know. I just, I have like nightmares, like reoccurring nightmares that it would just fail one day and I'll wake up and it'll all be gone. So (laughs) it's really bad. You got to own it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Exactly. I hate quotes, but I'm just going (laughs) to chuck that one in there. I actually love fail stories as well. Like some of my favorite girl bosses have like um, filed for what's it called bankruptcy. Like, bankruptcy, yeah, that's the oh, word. Oh, really? Remember. But they've risen and they're still yeah. doing amazing things. Yeah. And yeah, so even it's if like, like yeah, don't be fi- don't be scared. Yeah, failure. A failure. And you'll learn lessons within that first failure that will lead to a success. Exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. And I'm sure, and like things have failed. Like I have created um, like drops and nothing has sold. Or you know, I would have. When I started posting on Instagram, I'd get like six likes and I'm thinking, holy shit, what am I doing? Like, this is like so bad. But, you know, obviously it's nearly been a year and I work so many hours every day. And so, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely at a place where I'm really happy where it is. And, you know, I'm getting more than six likes on my Instagram. So that's always a bonus. Yeah. Yes. That stuff <laughs> happens to us, like things that we post that we're like, oh, my God, we put so much time into this. This is going to pop off. Does terribly and then we'll post like a meme and it'll get like thousands of likes and shares and we're like what the heck exactly I know like literally like I make I made this necklace a few months ago and I just thought holy shit this is the nicest thing I've ever made this is going to sell out instantly and I don't think anyone's bought it still and I'm thinking what the hell like is my taste so different to everyone else's (laughs) (laughs) have I lost it (laughs) (laughs) exactly awesome cool yeah so Obviously, Instagram is kind of your biggest um, like marketing tool. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, definitely one of the biggest marketing tools. But you know what's really helped me has been Depop. Oh. Depop has been really, really helpful in growing my business. Um, I actually started selling my products on Depop. So basically, when I started TMA um, back in September, October last year, Kendall Jenner was wearing this really nice necklace. And I really wanted it. I found out where it was from and it was from Tiffany and Co. And it was like 19,000 US dollars. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? I'm obviously not going to buy that. <laughs> and um, a few days later, we were in COVID and I was bored. So I went online, I found some materials and I thought, you know what? I could make that necklace myself. So I bought the materials and I made the necklace myself. I still have it. And I had a few bits of leftover pieces of chain, things like that. So I thought I'd use those leftover materials, make something and sell it on Depop. And I sold it on Depop. 
and it went really well and people kept messaging me saying hey has this been sold do you have any more coming back in stock anytime soon and it just kind of went from there and I'm thinking well maybe people want to buy more so I bought more products and I sold for a profit and I kept on doing that and then I just kept ordering bigger amounts of material and then selling more on Depop and that's how TMA started. Wow that's interesting. Yeah and so I kept selling on Depop for a while and I still have my Depop account. I still use it. Um, but it's good because, you know, people go into the search bar and they type up jewellery and because I'm a verified seller and I'm one of the top sellers in Australia, all my um, listings go to the top. And so people find me through there. And um, in my bio and everything, it has all my Instagram. And I obviously do, I do Instagram ads, um, like paid Instagram ads. On Instagram, I also do ads via Pinterest and they're really good. But I think Depop is one of the best ways to advertise and market your brand for free. Especially when you're starting out. Exactly, exactly. Do you have any tips for, um, not even just for businesses, but just for people wanting to make their Instagram really aesthetic and like matching their feed? Because we love your feed. Yeah, your feed's incredible. Oh, thank you. But you know what? I didn't really think that TMA has an aesthetically pleasing grid or anything like that. I post the most random stuff. I think the other week I posted a dog swimming with dolphins. <laughs> and Love that. A vibe. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I just kind of post things. Like, obviously, I post Dua Lipa and Bella Hadid and Kendall, all those queens, because, you know, they're super hot and everything. But I also post, like, a lot of cute, fun, random photos that just make me happy. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, just make it colorful. Make it colorful. Yeah, that's yeah. a good tip. That's similar yeah. to ours. Another tip, I think, going off the back of that, what would what advice mm. would you give for um, a young girl who's kind of like scared or like fear of fear of judgment? You spoke about not telling your friends when you started this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't tell them because I was scared. I've seen so many, like so many of my friends and so many people I know have started businesses or, you know, they've started selling um, op shop clothes, you know, thrifted clothes, things like that. They started making handles. They've started making jewellery themselves. And, you know, for the first month or two, everyone's, you know, all their friends are um, sharing their profile, you know, on their story saying, oh, follow my friend. She makes the best candles or whatever. And then after a few months, it just drops off and nothing. And I think the big reason I didn't tell anyone is because I didn't want people to follow me and support me because they felt like they had to because I was their friend. I want people to buy my products and support me because they genuinely like my products. And so it was really cool when I didn't tell anyone, but yet people I knew were following me because they just genuinely wanted to and not because they felt like they had to. Clever. Nice, yeah. Yeah, and I was also scared that I would fail and look like a loser. But, you know, I think that's part of everything. Yeah, and now, like you said, you just post whatever makes you happy and you're more much more confident with it. Yeah, like I post the most random things ever. And, you know, like there has been a point um, that I have had some mean messages from people, also people copying my rings. Um, people, I also had a girl that copied my logo, like flat out copied it, just changed the wording around the flower. Wow. I know. So obviously those little things make me think like, oh, you know, that's really upsetting. But then 
another kind of way to think about it is, well, someone is wanting to copy you. That means you're doing something right. So, Correct. Yeah. What is that quote? It's like imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. As annoying as it is. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I should have said that quote. Yeah. And I think we've kind of touched on this question. Who is your biggest muse? Oh, I think you know that. <laughs> if you had to pick one of them. Is it, is it Isabella? Well, you know what? They're like friends now because Dua is dating. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I love that. They're basically family, which is so good. Um, oh, you know, I don't know. Like, I think... I think Bella's always been like the OG. You know, I've mm. I've watched her in, you know, um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and things like that. She's always been there from the start. So I probably would say her. <laughs> I love her. She made me love like um uh, like sporting caps. You know how she'll just wear like a baseball cap? Oh my god, I know. But she could literally wear like like a sack and she yeah. looks so good in it. <laughs> she could shave her head. She could shave <laughs> her head, literally. And she'd still be, like, one of the hottest people out there. She was one of the OGs with the whole, like, model off-duty mm. vibe, wasn't she? Yes. She just puts on, like, shorts and a baggy tee and looks yes. unreal. Yes. Definitely. Oh, jealous. You were saying before that you spent a lot of time on Pinterest. Um, apart from yeah. Pinterest and Dua Lipa, where else do you find inspiration? Um, oh, wow. From, like, the most random places. Like, the other day I went to Ikea. And they had like the kids section and I actually bought some beads to play around with. So that was random and fun. But also, you know, I did a lot of traveling in 2019. Um, I went to like Thailand and Malaysia and I went to Bali and all of those little markets had bits of shell beads and pearls. And so I've just sort of taken little things from everywhere um, and sort of combined it to make my own style. Um, also I went to South Korea at the start of 220 just before COVID hit and a lot of their stuff is like cute and colorful and so you know I tried to incorporate a lot of color into my jewelry but also mixing it with golds and simple chains to still make it um, to still make it like fashionable for my Australian-based target market. Yeah, it's like a hybrid. Cool. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Do you have any future trend predictions for jewellery or um, do you think that the chunky ring's here to stay? Uh, no, I don't think they're here to stay at all, to be honest. Um, I think that at the start they were definitely, you know, a big trend, but I keep seeing lots of, you know, Instagram ads and, you know, also on Depop. Um, I always check and, you know, not only they're copying like my stuff, but they're also copying big brands like Lomanso and um, all those OG chunky ring brands. And yeah, so I think the market is definitely like oversaturated now. I think like gold chains, simple, delicate jewellery would definitely, it's always been in trend, but and now it will be even more. It's going to make a hard comeback. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm I wear gold. I don't wear silver, but I think lots of the people that wear silver will transition into wearing gold, especially in the summer months when they've got a tan. Gold always looks better with a tan as well. So, I think gold would definitely be on the rise. Yeah, I've just done that. I just swapped out all my earrings to gold earrings. I've just like done a big 
a hard switch over and it's hard work when you have a lot of piercings <laughs> let me tell you it is hard work it's expensive isn't it <laughs> it is but now that I'm do- I've done it I'm very glad because I love the gold vibe at the moment oh good yeah gold is so good it's definitely in yeah I'm loving it okay so what's the future looking like for the messy archive what are your goals in the near future um well you know everything sort of started happening really you know the past few months have been the busiest I've ever been and because that's been because of um, press and media attention but then also just the overall number of orders I'm receiving every day so I mean obviously keeping that up um, keeping orders um, on the rise um, obviously creating new products new drops restocks but also I'm really looking forward to Christmas because obviously Christmas is a large like holiday, people buying gifts and things like that. But I also have some really fun giveaways that I've been thinking of, like doing a 12 days of Christmas giveaway. Cool. All that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, in the near future, that's what I'm sort of working on. But, you know, obviously in the next year or the year after, having like my own office set up, having employees and also having a personal assistant, that is what I really need, to be honest. Like that would make my life a thousand times more easier. I need that. Oh, my God. You would be able to find someone so quickly that would want to work oh, for you, Nina. 100%. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, my mum and my brother work for me at the moment, um, just doing like odd little chores and going to the post office, making up boxes. And they've both said that I'm the worst boss and I'm horrible. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe people won't want to work Oh, for my me. God. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be a good boss and it's not family. It's just because I'm so particular. Like, if someone doesn't do something right, I'm thinking, oh, my God, like, what's wrong with you? Like, I can just do it and it'll be faster. So, I'm just really particular and I'm really, I'm really fussy with how things are done. You know, I'm a perfectionist. So, yeah, if anyone likes the sound of working for me hit me up (laughs) (laughs) I was definitely the same but then I got Alan and it's like it's it's 10 times better so you might be you might be surprised I take your advice yeah maybe I'm just great yeah this is true (laughs) maybe (laughs) I'll have to poach you I'll have to poach you from Sarah so do you have any like lack of motivation during COVID or no Yeah, you know, um, I definitely do. I definitely have a whole list of things that I need to get done. But then, you know, with the orders, I can't not do people's orders because I don't feel like it. Because, you know, obviously they're waiting for their orders. They've paid for their products. And I can't just sit there thinking, nah, I'm not going to work today because I can't be bothered. You know, it's a nice day. I'm going to go for a walk instead, then go out and tan. I have so many people relying on me. This is a vicious cycle, Nina. You need to get out of it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so bad. So it's so bad. But uh, I've got uni every Tuesday and I always have um, Saturday off as well. So, I mean, I used to work every single day. So having two days off a week has actually, yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, you need that time to recharge. Otherwise, you're just going to burn yeah. out. <laughs> oh, definitely. And then your content becomes shit. Everything becomes yeah. like... Oh, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Let's talk about where you sell on. Yeah, so I've obviously got my Depop store, which is like the OG. Cool. And I also sell on Etsy. And Etsy is really good for international buyers. Um, I've got a lot of international orders through there. I think it's just an easier process. Um, And also you can um, 
request custom orders and stuff through Depop Etsy and also my Instagram. Um, and then I also just have my website. It's um, shopmessyarchive.com. And I sell all my products, all the new releases and new drops are on my website first. And I also have some really fun promotion codes. I think the one at the moment is COVID sucks because we're in lockdown. And I thought I could just, you know, add some brightness to everyone's day. Oh, I love that. Cool. And your Instagram is at the Messy Archive. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Amazing. Everyone follow her right now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. So much is sold out. Yeah, we're on your website now. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. We're doing a big restock on Thursday. So that's what I'm going to be working on today and tomorrow. Um, Yeah, I know. So much is sold out. It's insane. So So thank you, everyone who's made a purchase. It's actually so insane. That's epic. How do you like, oh, I suppose you would just like keep inventory with stock, but like stuff selling on like Etsy, Depop, your website and having like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that is like the biggest issue I have at the moment. Okay. You know, every day I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just delete my Depop. Maybe I delete my Etsy and just focus it on one and just do the website. Yes. But, you know, I get a lot of international sales through Etsy and I get a lot of people on Depop. And so I just don't want to you know shut off those channels just yet yes um but it is really hard to keep track of stock so usually what I have on the website um just say if I have 10 necklaces I'll put like five on the website and then one on Etsy one on Depop and then keep a few in reserve just in case oh clever so that's like the best way I've um, been dealing with it but it's still a challenge it's still an issue but we're getting there slowly but surely we're getting there very 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 clever oh that's so cute that's so cute (laughs) (laughs) we're just shopping shopping. (laughs) (laughs) we're looking at the mushroom medley one Oh, how cute is that one? Oh, my God. I love that one. Yes. So cute. And I love the chili ones as well. Yes. What's your favorite thing on your website at the moment? Oh, my God. Well, I'm a big fan of the chilies. I've got um, – I have – I think I've got, like, maybe nine piercings in my ears. Wow. Um, but I was always scared that I didn't want to look like a goth with all these piercings. So I've tried to make sure that they, they look cute and they look fun. Yes. And I don't have, like – you know when you have like a pair of earrings and you put one in one hole, one in the other, so it's all the same. All of my piercings are different. So I've got random, I've got a safety pin earring. I think it's the so what earring on my website, one hole. And then I've got like just a hoop with one of the glass chilies. So I'm a big fan of like all the gold earrings because when you put them together, they look so, so cool. I also never take them out. And I also shower with them and they still are so gold and shiny. So I love that. I've been saying to Sarah for ages that we need to go and get her more piercings. Yeah, I only have one hole. So boring. <gasps> Sarah, that is illegal. That's, That's illegal. <laughs> you need to get more. As soon as the Rona is gone. Yeah, I'm going to take her. Yeah, it is her. the best thing. I love all of mine. Yeah, and then you can do a massive, messy alcohol yeah, and fill yeah. those holes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much for coming on our podcast today. Oh, my God. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited for this to air. I love your story. Oh, good. I love your badass staying at uni for one year, one month and then ditching <laughs> Over it. it. Yeah. Literally, yeah, four weeks. And then I was thinking, no, nah, I'm out of here. <laughs> cool. Amazing. Thank you so much, Nina. This was amazing. 
thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed. In our show notes, we'll link um, everywhere where people can shop your fabulous products and jewellery. All right. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Go for a walk. It's such nice weather. It's so stunning outside. Thank you, lovely. And we might see you again at the market. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been rescheduled twice. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get there. It's okay. Maybe in like a month's time. Yeah, fingers crossed. fingers crossed. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Who I Met at the Market. Hunter Markets is committed to honouring the past, present and future Indigenous communities and original owners of the land on which we operate.